Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Right now, we're going to welcome in for the first time here on Bet MGM Tonight, Tim Kelly. You could catch his work with Odyssey. He did his top 10 running back list, and Quentin went and Ryan ham last hated night. It, man. No, I did not. Oh, Tim, thanks for joining us, man, especially on short notice. I only had one problem with your list because I completely agree. Ezekiel Elliott, I would not have him top 10. I don't know that I have him top 15 right now. My issue, where's Aaron Jones on that list, man? Well, Aaron Jones and Ezekiel Elliott were the first two guys off. So, okay, okay. Uh, Right, yeah, it wasn't like I – but, I mean, realistically, Ezekiel Elliott was not a top 15 running back last year, if we're being honest. No. Not at all. No, he was terrible last year. I'm completely with you. But Quentin wants him number one. Um, What? Hold on, hold on. Let me me defend myself. I got a lot of people speaking for me around here. I can't stand Ezekiel Elliott. He destroyed my fantasy team last year. First and foremost, Tim, thank you for joining the show. Like my partner in crime said, my biggest thing was, number one, that team last year was in shambles. They had injuries all over the place. They were just pretty much depleted after that injury to Dak Prescott, which you did say in your article here, um, Elliot coming off a season where he averaged a career-low four yards per carry. Also, Mike McCarthy, um, we all know that he is just a genius in running back situations. Actually, he sucks at giving the running backs the ball. But I feel like if we're looking at the landscape of this year, how potent, if they can stay healthy, how potent um, Dak Prescott is offensively as a passer. I think Ezekiel Elliott looking like he's in the, the shape of his life right now. I think we look at a more balanced team, balanced attack, and I think he can – I don't think he's worse than Kareem Hunt. Like, like talent-wise, I think he just had a down year. But looking forward to the future – I don't know if I'm taking Kareem Hunt or Joe Mixon over Ezekiel Elliott. Well, I'll take Mixon. Yeah, I, I think you can debate Joe Mixon. Kareem Hunt won a rushing title his rookie season, obviously ended up getting released by the Chiefs for off-the-field stuff. But, I mean, if he wasn't on the same team as Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt might be in the top five. He's a, a special yeah. player. He's a great receiving back. Uh, so, I, I mean, I'm statistically he might not be better than Ezekiel Elliott, but if I'm – building my team and deciding which running back I want for 2021, I'm taking Kareem Hunt easily. I think that's fair. I, I really do. And um, also, so let me ask you this question, because for me, and, you, and he, wasn't, he wasn't healthy last year, so this is the problem, but I think Christian McCaffrey needs to be near the top of that list when he's right. I mean, because he's going to catch 1,000 yards, and he's also going to rush for 1,000 yards. Was that pretty much the injury, why you know you didn't have him a little bit more near the top? Yeah, I think uh, I did a similar list last year. I would imagine he was number one. I, I saw other lists that had him closer to five or six. Two years ago was one of the best seasons a running back has ever had. I do worry a little bit, though, that the, the workload was yeah. tremendous and how that kind of wears on you. But you're right. If he's healthy, he's going to be in competition for number one and probably the best fantasy player there is. I agree with you, man. I'll be taking him number one if I get that pick. We're talking right now with Tim Kelly. Catch his Twitter, Tim Kelly Sports. Um, so like looking forward to this year, who are some guys that you're looking maybe to make a difference? Maybe they weren't on your top 10 list this year, but you think could crack the list next year. That's a good one. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is someone that snuck onto the list and I'm I'm very intrigued by him because he finished the season. Great. Obviously you mentioned Aaron Jones. Uh, I'm in Philly. Miles Sanders, I mean, last season was just a complete disaster for the Eagles, but the talent's there with Miles Sanders. I like Tony Pollard a lot with the Cowboys. Yeah. If Zeke 
collapses and they release him or whatever next offseason, Tony Pollard to me is someone that is could find his way into this type of discussion. Tim, how do you feel about Derrick Henry this year now being joined by Julio Jones and that offense just being so high powered? Like, how do you think, especially for me from a from a, a fantasy standpoint, is it still? I, I think it's it's clear he's still worth the pick, obviously. But what do you, how how much of an impact does his his uh, season take with Julio Jones now being there to catch balls from Tannehill? Yeah. Well, I don't think it takes a huge one because they lost Corey Davis to the Jets, yeah. so. Corey Davis was one of the top 10 receivers last year in the NFL with A.J. Brown across. So you kind of just insert him there. The, the thing I worry about with Derrick Henry is he has had a, a ridiculous workload over the last few years, and eventually that catches up. But, I mean, we're, we're talking about what he's done the last two seasons or is one of the most dominant stretches as a rusher that we've ever seen in the NFL. So until he's taken off the top of the mountain, he's kind of one of those guys – like the, there were other guys. I remember Demarco Murray. It was relatively easy to predict after his huge year that he was going to fall off. Derrick Henry is one of those guys that it's just until he falls off, you kind of feel like he's a robot and is just going to keep chugging. Tim, so I see. Uh, well, you're also the editorial director for Phillies Nation as well. So here's something that'll probably make you happy, but maybe you're going to think I'm crazy. So I want to get your take on this. All right. So the other day over at BetMGM, I don't buy. I'm not going to say I don't believe in the Mets. Like, my aunt is Marcus Stroman's personal chef, so if she hears this, she's going to kill me. I love the guy. I love the rotation. I just don't trust them to give enough run support. And with the DeGrom injuries, you know, popping up all season long, I worry about them a little bit. So I played the Phillies plus 400 to win the division. Am I crazy? Can you see this team making a run to the postseason? I mean, I I can see it. It wouldn't be what I would predict, but I also wouldn't predict the Mets. I just kind of have a feeling the Braves are going to end up winning the division somehow. It seems to be the trend every year right around this time they get hot, and we've seen it in New York the last couple days. The the Phillies are a team that one night comes out and – Zach Wheeler looks like a Cy Young candidate. The Phillies win, and then the next night they lost 15-3 to on Saturday. So until this team proves not to be an 81-81 and 81 team, give or take, I mean, it's going to be hard not to lump them into that type of category. They haven't uh, succeeded in September for quite some time. They haven't had a winning record or been to the postseason in 10 years. So they don't get the benefit of the doubt. We're talking right now with Tim Kelly. You can catch him on Odyssey. Find him on Twitter, Tim Kelly Sports. Uh, you also have a piece out over with Odyssey right now, the five best relief pitchers available at the Major League Baseball trade deadline. And I'm a Cub fan, so uh, it's been a very – Rough couple of years, really, since 2016, to be quite honest with you, Tim. But um, where do you think, if you were a betting man, where do you think Craig Kimbrell ends up? Because he's got to be the best name, right? Yeah, he does have to be the best name. And I think one of the West Coast teams is probably the best fit for him. And I, I, I like the idea of him reuniting and going back to San Diego. I also like the idea of him going back to Boston. So those are the two teams. I do wonder if we're going to get to a point, though, where Maybe the Phillies trade for Richard Rodriguez and another team trades for Daniel Hudson. You look up on July 30th and there's kind of no chairs left for Craig Kimball because the price was so high. So, I mean, certainly the Cubs, it makes little sense for them to keep him given the direction of their franchise. Right. But I do wonder if you get to a point where he prices his way out for a few other teams because Craig Kimball's a borderline Hall of Famer, but he's also somebody that had back-to-back not great years leading up to this. So I'm interested to see how willing teams are going to be to give up a ton for him. 
Can you tell us what happened today with the Tyler Anderson uh, snag? We were supposed to be getting him from the Pirates, and uh, that kind of fell through. Like, what? What's the story behind that? I don't think there is much of a story yet. I know Ken Rosenthal reported that there seemingly a medical problem, but no, nothing beyond that. Um, I, I don't know anything beyond that, so it's tough to tell right now. And if it's something, we don't know if it's something that could potentially be repaired or a different player gets inserted and the deal still goes through. So it's a cause for concern, certainly because the Phillies sent Matt Moore out there tonight and he got shelled again. So as much as Tyler Anderson is not Johan Santana or Cliff Lee, he would certainly be an upgrade at the back end of the rotation. So, Tim, I was listening uh, to the Joes today with BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio, who I'm sure you know because he's a Phillies guy. Uh, Philly guy, and he's, uh, he he says he doesn't think that the Eagles are going to be as bad as a lot of people expect. What are your expectations for the Eagles this season? I think they're going to be as bad as everyone. Yes, <laughs> we do too. Thank you. We do too, Tim. Thank you. No, Tell the truth. I, I mean, the I, devil. I think they'll win like six games, five or six games like that, and the, the reality is I think it's going to be difficult for Jalen Hurts to play so well that the Eagles next offseason with potentially three first-round draft picks don't look to make an upgrade at the quarterback, regardless of who it is. I don't really feel comfortable talking about Deshaun Watson as a football player right now, but you could have Aaron Rodgers out there. You could have Russell Wilson. I mean, it's going to be open season next year, and the Eagles are set up well, but I don't think they're set up particularly well as a team for this season. And they kind of lack any blue-chip players. It's all – guys on the wrong side of 30, Fletcher Cox, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey. So, yeah, I mean, they're uh, in my lifetime, this is probably like the lowest they've been in terms of there's just not much to look forward to this season. Well, Tim, I want to say first and foremost, thank you once again for joining us on the show. I'm, I'm offering the olive branch. I said some things yesterday that may have not been nice. You make a good point. You offended his guy, Zeke. Zeke, and the thing is, I'm a, I'm a Washington football team fan anyway. Yeah, I, I, well, you, you guys should both hate Zeke. <laughs> but the thing is, I just like to appreciate good play. Like, I can be both. I can be on both sides. But I'm going to call it truce here, okay? Your list is solid. I think Zeke, at the end of the year, though, will be above at least Mr. Kareem Hunt or Joe Mixon. Oh. I, I do believe so. But with that being the case also, go ahead. But we could call a truce on that. Uh, I'm not calling a truce on Justin Herbert at number six. He's all, I'm all in. Oh yeah, I love Justin oh, Herbert. Yeah. I was just I was just on edge on everything after that after that point. <laughs> Tim, Tim, that that is completely fine. I am uh, I'm playing Justin Herbert to win the MVP. Well, who wasn't on that list? Yeah, it was Brady. Who I was pissed off at. Yeah, no, you had Aaron. He was number ten. Tim, you had you. My, I only care about one quarterback on this planet, and it's Aaron Rodgers. I absolutely love him, and and I thought your list was very fair with the quarterbacks. Yeah, I, like, I bet you do. Uh, the, I only put one guy above him, Patrick Mahomes, right now, and that's that's. that's yeah, I'll be honest with you. I, I thought a little bit about Josh Allen, but it's still Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, what was crazy about Josh Allen, man, is he always had the arm strength. He was always made, able to make plays with his legs, but I was just shocked and how he improved his accuracy. I've never seen a quarterback do that in an offseason before, man. No, and you're running it back with an offensive coordinator. I'm shocked didn't get a head coaching job. I mean, if he's what he was last year, Josh Allen's going to be a Hall of Famer. So 
uh, it's a special time, and the, the Bills honestly could make a run to win the Super Bowl this year. They sure could. Tim, thanks so much for joining us, man. Hopefully the Phillies get it right here. They're trailing 6-4. to four. Bryce Harper hitting inside the park homer. Of course, I took Andrew McCutcheon out of my fantasy lineup, and he goes deep again. But uh, I'm rooting for you guys, man. Thanks for joining us so much, man. Awesome. Thanks for having me on, guys. I'll see you later. Thank Much you, appreciated. That's Tim Kelly. Find him on Twitter, Tim Kelly Sports. He's the editorial director for Phillies Nation, also on the staff here with Odyssey. And also in his bio, it says he once outscored Saquon Barkley in a track meet, Why didn't which we is ask a much better. I forgot. 